Hello. 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 How are you all doing this evening? Wonderful. Let the chaos begin. <laughs> As always. <laughs> so, Corey, um, what are we going to be discussing tonight? Um, On Monsters May Vary. <laughs> may Vary. Hello. All right. So tonight, we will be talking about some different um, demonology points. Um, as I've talked about in the past, there's different um, classes of demons and all that fun stuff. Um, and in some mythologies, it is believed that each of the demon lords actually represent their own races of or species of demons. Um, for instance, uh, in one rendition, uh, Abaddon, the demon lord of sloth, as we've talked about before, him and his quote-unquote species are that of imps. Um, they're more mischievous and more brittle, in my opinion. Um, you have the, and for those of you listening that, you know, plays video games, you'll actually probably recognize one of these, um, a night. Annihilans. Um, that is actually what I took uh, Aman to kind of look like in his um, species. Um, one of the mythologies that I found uh, talked about him being an, uh, an alien. Um, for those who play video games in World of Warcraft, the Annihilan are commonly known as pit lords. Um, that are more powerful demons. Um, which is another reason why I thought that Amon would make a great that would make a great race for those who followed Amon, the demon lord of wrath, in my book, is because he is just a beast. Um, they're very powerful, they're very um confident, not really high on themselves, but they're they're confident in what they can do. Um, but there are a lot of different types of demons, um, in different lores. Um, oh, I lost my spot. One of them, um, Heather and I have actually been talking about quite a bit over the last few days. Um, it's called, and I'm going to slaughter how to pronounce this. Um, Unrai and in, in Ryu. <coughs> And Anrayu. Anrayu. And um, these refer to a your spirit in, in some mythologies to be believed. Can, can you say that again, Heather? Anrayu. Okay. It was cutting in and out and it was kind of freaky. I didn't understand what you were saying. Um, but for those who you know, know a little bit about uh you know media and everything and all the the you know different demons and supernatural things in different media forms, um this spirit or demon is actually a staple of what they call the J horror genre. I'm I'm guessing that's Japanese horror, because unrau or however the hell you say that. <laughs> um, is in a based in Japanese mythology, um, and actually, the ring, the girl from the ring, is uh, this spirit. Yes. So, um, for those of you that haven't seen <clears throat> the ring, they describe. These on Ryu typically with having long black hair, usually straggly and unkempt. They usually appear in white burial Japanese gowns. And they are considered to be wrathful spirits. They are a ghost that's believed to be capable of causing harm to the world of the living. They can injure or kill enemies. 
They can cause natural disasters to get revenge and vengeance and make wrongs right in their world that happened when they were alive. And usually what happens is when a person dies, if they are full of anger and negative emotions, their spirit can separate and it can become an onryu, which is like a second part of itself. You guys sure that's not what's in my house? We don't talk about Bruno. How do you spell that? How do you spell Onry? O-N-R-Y-O. O-N-R-Y-O? Correct. Okay. But again, Mindy, we don't talk about Bruno because Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> I'm never going to get to talk about Bruno. Sometimes. Not a good day. <laughs> but it's also referred to as an Ikerio? Jesus. I don't Ikea? Even know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all I was thinking about is like, we're going furniture shopping. <laughs> but, <laughs> but basically, your spirit exists in a natural state of balance. So hatred and resentment and all these things can cause it to separate your spirit into two separate parts, which is where you get the anger half, which is the onryo. And it's driven by vengeance, and they want to cause their enemies death, and can cause earthquakes, fires, storms, droughts, famine, pestilence, like like many of these demons you see that bring these diseases and stuff. I think Bruno killed Dragon. No. Probably not. I feel like he did. <laughs> um, it's actually funny that you actually talk about uh, the, the effects that some of these spirits and demons have on the real world. You know, elements, things like that. Um, in my book, um, I actually talk about how the demons and demon lords are actually puppet masters in our world. How, um, in my book, I talk about 75% of evil deeds that are done in the world are orchestrated by demons. How Amon was, um one of the masterminds behind um and the puppeteer that was controlling hitler during um the holocaust um how one of the demon lords were standing on top of the twin towers throwing people off that weren't taking his mark um different mythologies talk yes i actually talk about that in my book um, in some mythologies, they believe that major cas cataclysmic events like that aren't, you know, humans doing stupid shit to each other, but demons taking over and controlling and trying to get, you know, get spirits um, and souls into their, you know, into hell by saying, hey, you either, I'm throw you off the top of this, you know, 35-story building, or you take my mark and rot in hell for all of eternity after I use you here on Earth. But, you know, like I said, each uh, demon class talks about, or is supposed to be represented by a different species. Um, I actually had a really cool look list of things, and I can't find it. Disappear from the internet front on me. But I did find a cool article. Um, and I was reading through some of these. And some of these actually, one, some pretty interesting. But two, actually talk, you know, kind of touch on some of the other uh, folklore and mythologies from other countries. Um, which the first one is called an Elp. Um, and it said a nightmare being, I, I was thinking, okay, a lot of demons would be considered, you know, that of nightmares. Um, but 
German folklore talks about the Alp as being likened to a vampire. Um, but it's so from what I gather from it, it feeds off all the blood and everything like that, but its actions are more akin to that of an incubus. So I'm like, wow, that's uh it's definitely an interesting interesting mix of uh, creatures. <laughs> For those who don't know what either of those two things are, check out our last couple podcasts because we talk about both of them. This is just a fun fun little thing. I'm like, okay, those two accumulated into one creature. That's kind of interesting. So, do you guys know what archangels are? Yeah. The choirs of angels, and they're supposed to be like, well, they're actually archdemons. Um, which are supposedly, in some mythologies, what they classified um, Lucifer and all the fallen angels that uh, teamed up with uh, Lucifer to rebel against God. Um, so I thought that was an interesting fact that at one time, you know, um, for those who don't know biblical mythology, um, Lucifer or Satan, uh, in some mythologies are the same person, in some mythologies they're different. Um, but Lucifer was one of God's, like, most trusted angels, and he rebelled against God because God gave us humans, um, free will. And the angels didn't have that, so he rebelled and became the devil. Um, but yeah, him and the other six demon lords are considered archdemons. Um, now, Heather, this one is special for you, okay? Because we both know how much you love the Demidog. Yeah. The Demigorgon, also known as the Prince of Demons, was a powerful demon lord and a lesser deity. The self-proclaimed title, Prince of Demons, was one that was held by virtue of power and influence and was acknowledged by both mortals as well as his fellow demons. So the Demigorgon from... What show is that? Stranger Things. Thank you. Um, is actually race is actually supposed to be uh, loosely based off of I'm guessing this demon. This demon lord. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's some definitely interesting um, concepts that different um, religions, different um, mythologies all use. Um, now, some mythologies actually talk about demons as being uh, able to manifest in two different ways. Okay? One is visibly showing themselves in Excuse me, as you see, like in some horror movie, a demon will just pop up out of nowhere. Um, it is possession. Um, there are some, um, in, um, so for those who have seen the Constantine movies, you've seen, um, Constantine, you know, utilize mirrors to unpossess people and you've seen and use all these different types of um, artifacts and things like that from uh, different points in time in, in history. Um, in some mythologies, it's actually believed that 
Um, there's two ways to actually vanquish a demon um, that is in our realm. If it is actually in person, you know, actually has a physical being to itself, um, literally hand-to-hand combat is the only way to rid them. So you're going um, to fight a demon? Yes! Even Like, I think hand-to-hand combat, you're going punching them or something. Uh, most of them use uh, more uh, medieval-style weaponry, um, swords, maces, um, different things like that. Um, bows, arrows, crossbows. Uh, and then the other way um, is... White ash. Steaks dipped in white ash. That's vampires, not demons. um, So, when a demon is trying to possess somebody, the easiest way to get rid of them at that point is if you are strong enough uh, physically and mentally to kind of trick the demon into possessing you and then fighting it inside yourself. That sounds dirty. (laughs) <laughs> that does not sound like something I, people should do <laughs> it is highly 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 not recommended to do and very dangerous to do because if that demon gets a hold of and control of you that's it they could kill you they could take over your life and you know ruin your life and ruin the lives of others around you cause you to do stupid things that you would never do um it is very very difficult especially if it's a higher powered demon like a higher class demon um But on top of demons, evil spirits can be dealt with this way as well. Um, huh. So this attacker with a sword, man. Or, Jesus. God, he doesn't know. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> I feel like but we're yeah. insulting Bruno's intelligence. So by, and that falls into a different different mythology too, because there's some mythologies that believe that if you alter a name for a, a, an entity, they can't pick up on it. Kind of like how the uh, kitsune can't read. So a person who is uh, possessed by a kitsune, if they are trying to read something to comprehend it, they'll read the book backwards. Um, some mythologies believe that if you take and are talking about an entity and you talk about it too much, you give power to that entity. However, if you're talking about it but giving it a different name each time you're talking about it, it confuses them and they can't they can't keep up with it. Wow. So kind of like how Mary became Margaret. Yeah, fucking Margaret. <laughs> But yeah, so I've actually have dealt with an evil entity before in that secondary way. Um, It is very, very, very painful, mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausting. It makes for a very painful experience afterwards. Um, my friend whose house was being tormented by this evil spirit, um, actually, this young lady actually, this friend of mine actually had um, this entity visit her in a dream, tell her in her dream, hey, congratulations on being pregnant, but you're not anymore and you will never be as long as you don't have my child. She woke up from that nightmare 
and she had miscarried. Like she was just drenched in blood. Um, I had came in and she asked me to help out and I took and did that, allowed it to come inside me so it could actually physically talk to me. Um, at one point she looked at me, goes, Corey, if you, or if you can hear me and this, I can't, I can't have him in my house anymore. Um, I took and then not stopped him from being able to actually speak through me. She knew the back of my head was touching the back of my lower back. And she was really scared that like I was dying. Um, I came to about two hours later in intense pain. But she just never been contacted by the spirit again. Um, now has three kids and lives a great life. But uh, there's a lot of a lot of people that believe that going that route is very dangerous, not only for the person doing it, but anyone that's involved in the situation, because it is very dangerous to the point where um, if the entity is strong enough and it knows what's happening and it's trying to stop it from happening, it will actually try to influence those around the person to stopping them. Yeah. I don't know. I think unless you are very strong in your faith and you know exactly what you're doing, that you shouldn't be messing with these things anyways. Oh, absolutely not. Like, um, I don't know exactly. Okay, so we're going to, in a way, be devil's advocate here. Like, um, People out there think that if they have anything negative, that they can just handle it. And everybody wants to fight the world. And it's like, oh, you got a demon? Okay, we'll get through this. We'll get rid of it. Well, it's not as simple as that. Because even if you look at, like, even Christianity, um, Acts 19.15, you know, a dude was trying to cast out evil spirits saying, you know, in Lord Jesus's name and get out and stuff like that. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know, but who are you? So like, you have to have a, it's not just about having the faith in what you're doing, but having the conviction, um, for someone to say, in God's name, you have to leave, but then cowering from this being, it's going to look, <laughs> what the hell do you think you're trying to do? But if you have the conviction, you have, if you have the, the, the force behind it, that's where it stems from. Uh, having a great connection to whatever your faith is um, and having that conviction, that helps. Do I recommend someone trying to take and get rid of uh, entity by themselves? Hell no. Um, it it took a lot for me to even learn how to utilize the gifts that I have to even be able to interact and control what I can do, let alone being able to actually combat. Um, physically, mentally, or emotionally, these different things trying to help people. Uh, and it's, it's like a, not like riding a bike either. Um, if you don't utilize those abilities, if you don't utilize those gifts, they tend to lock themselves away. Um, that's, that's what the premise of my book is about is this guy has completely locked up these abilities he has and in turn 
is now trying to awaken these abilities in preparation for a war that is about to start with hell for against humanity. Um, and that's why he goes through and recounts all of his different battles he fights and all this stuff. It, it's it's not like riding a bike where you know if you haven't done it in ten years and you hop back on a bike. Yeah, you're going to be a little wobbly, but you'll get through it. Um, it's not like you know skates or something where you can just hop on and after a few minutes you're right back to it. It takes so much training, mentally training, emotional training, um, physical training, uh, just relearning yourself and your like the different aspects of your mind because when these things do try to get out, they're going to use every little thing they can to try to break you. Um, demons aren't just, you know, feral animals that are trying to hunt down their next, you know, meal. They're not like zombies from The Walking Dead that are just driven by instinct to feed. These things are smarter than any human being possible. They know things of every aspect of the world. Um, there's mythology that says that if, if someone is trying to combat a demon and that demon learns of the person's real name, that demon can now go and attack their family and friends around them. Um, that's why in my book, the character, the main character never tells his friends, family that knows about his abilities. Do not call me Christian. Call me Enigma. Because if even even if um, in one scene, Amon is sitting there with Christian, the main character, and two of his friends and their mom, they can't do anything. Uh, Amon and Abaddon can't do anything to these three because they can't see their face. They can't they can't tell who they are, but they can see Enigma. And Enigma says, "Do not call me by my name. Call me Enigma." Otherwise, you guys will be in even bigger danger. And that's because there's some mythologies that believe that for those that are combating them, they can't see those around them if, if they don't know the real name of the person that's trying to fight them. And there's uh, an emotional connection between the, the people around them. I don't know. I feel like if you got a demon, it knows you. Like I, I don't know. No, and and like I said, that that's just one mythology uh, belief. There's other mythologies that know, you know, your every detail of your life and all those around you. Um, they know what buttons to press for you. There's. Hey, did you hear huh. Ethan? No. No. And in some mythologies, demons are actually good. Per se, they're there to promote balance. Well, Much like angels are. Yeah, no, and that that all stems from the you know mythology of um, you know what one person deems evil, one person deems good. Right. Um, you know, that's like, uh, those people who, um, are overseas, you know, that we call terrorists here that are doing terror acts of terror against one pe group of people, they believe they're doing the right thing because that's what they're taught and they're molded to believe. So right. in their eyes, we're evil and we're terrorists. So, yeah, no, and that's absolutely true. Um, the sense of good and evil is uh, subjective. Um, so, yeah, I, you're absolutely right on that one. Um, 
there becomes a, a difference in in balance though when one side starts pushing too much to the other. Right. Um, and that's where the story of uh, Lilith and the Archangel comes from that um, or not yeah, Lilith um, her and one of the uh, angels in Diablo um, that's how humanity is created and Nephilims are created is the this angel and this demon broke away from their respective uh, sides and actually fell in love and had children and that's humanity. Um, so it, it so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, in the sense of in some mythologies, demons are actually good and angels are bad. Um, it just depends on which which side of the spectrum you're looking at. Right. And what mythology you're looking into. I don't know. For the most part, when people hear demons, automatically it's the evil and scary and no good. And Right. Well, and, and that's, that's another thing that is called into play when you're looking at, like, even uh, Christianity. Because... Satan himself, Lucifer himself, was God's most beautiful angel. And when he fell to fell into hell, that didn't change. He was still this beautiful, angelic-looking, um, you know, being that decided, you know what, I don't agree with things you're doing. I'm going to start my own, my own heaven so to speak you know he you know i i feel that people should you know he more or less went towards the path of i hate human beings i hate humanity because they have free will and i never got that chance while i was sitting by god's side but even though they do all this these horrible things to each other they still get the chance to sit next to my god when I have to be here. So I'm going to do whatever I can to stop them from being able to do that. Um, but yeah, like there's some demons where you'll look at and be like, Oh, that's, that's gotta be an angel. Cause they're beautiful. When all reality, uh, Lilith is a perfect example. She is supposed to be this beautiful and is always depicted as this beautiful woman. Um, but she's the mother of all demons. So where you get these demons that are terrifying and gruesome, um, there, there are, there are a lot that are very terrifying. Um, their presence alone can make people just feel ill and just in constant fear. Um, and that's where some of the, the trickery comes in with them with their being able to possess people to do these horrible things is because they think, Oh, this is a beautiful, beautiful angel telling me to do this. I need to do this because this is from God. Well, in all reality, that's a demon that just happens to be a pretty demon. And they are known to be manipulative. So that's where I get a little leery. Like when people talk about child ghosts and stuff, like even ask Mindy, I'm usually instantly, that's a demon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Like, because I work with the theory that, um, children are of innocence. So I don't feel like they're going to necessarily, I mean, I guess there are a few ghost children like the house my parents lived in. I didn't feel she was negative, but I think a lot of the times they try to present themselves that way because nobody's going to be defensive against a child. So usually it's, they claim that innocent look to kind of throw you off the scent. Right. And I think they can shapeshift usually. Like, I think they can be whatever they need to be to get to you. Be all that's absolutely. like. Absol- absolutely. Um, like, they're going to go with what you're going to trust most, what's going to get your guard down. And 
you know, you just got to kind of be leery of that. If something doesn't set right, like within your soul, like I've noticed certain things actually bother me and I'll tell people, I'm like, that makes my soul uncomfortable. And honestly, like the exorcist movie is one of those. (laughs) I love that saying. (laughs) Like I was talking to my dad the other day about that too. And something got brought up about the exorcist. And I'm like, you know what? I just turned 32 years old and I still have not watched that all the way through. I only make it to a certain point because it like strikes something inside of me. And I'm like, nope, nope, this ain't kosher. (laughs) Well, that movie in itself, one, is a very good movie. um, But it is a true to life that actually was a possession of a very, very strong demon. Um, I mean, it, it. and we talk about, you know, not talking about Bruno and everything and, you know, um, and, and drawing strength to these entities. Um, that's where a lot of these injuries that happened on the, the set of this movie happened is because they were drawing, they were actually talking about this possession that happened to this little girl in this town. Um, and they actually started having all these horrible things starting to happen on set. And it was, uh, they, they actually had a, a real life priest come in and actually bless the set every morning and bless it and cleanse it every night before they left because it was getting to that point where I think two or three people almost died on set. Okay. So I actually, because we're on this topic and, you know, let's just go big or go home, guys. So I found an article. Um, it's, called, it's called 30 Crazy Details Behind the Making of the Exorcist. So I always heard horror stories about the exorcist like that Linda Blair had issues after it and that people were dying on the stage and stuff like that. So I think that might be the discomfort and the fact that I remember there was a part uh, where she was stabbing herself in yep. the vagina with a crucifix. And I'm just like, no. But anyway, the priest you were talking about that uh, blessed the set was because it apparently had caught on fire. So yep. then they assumed that it was demonic behavior. Uh, the only room that wasn't burned was the room that was used for Reagan and the exorcist, the bedroom scenes. Yep. So, yeah, and people that were linked to this movie usually died, like you said, in weird ways and stuff. Um, A total of nine people passed that were linked to the movie. Uh, actors Jack McGowan and Vasiliki Maliaros both passed away after filming commenced, but the weird part about that is that their characters also died in the film. So, Linda Blair's grandfather, Max von Sydow's brother, was a night watchman and special effect expert, and they all lost their lives during the production of this movie. Yeah, I know there was a lot of different ones that were linked to it, and it was just, like you said, just odd circumstances for it happening. Um, that's where they, the myth, you know, a lot of mythology about, you know, dr- bringing, um, get, bringing power to it by drawing name, drawing its name over and over again. Um, like Margaret. Yeah. Uh, you know, the more you, the more you talk about it, the more you bring it power. Um, that's where a lot of the darkness from that movie actually stems from is a lot of people believe that they, you know, something was arising while they were doing this. And that's why they started having the priest actually bless the, bless it because they're like, something something's not going on right here 
Yeah. I I don't know. I think like we talked about earlier, if you draw too much attention to it. See, that's something I personally believe because I think that was basically their acting was calling out on something. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Great movie. Um, I've, I've watched it a handful of times. There's still times where I'll go to turn it on. Like, no, I can't, I can't watch that today. Um, there is definitely a force around it, but it is a very good movie in itself. And it does talk about, um, and demonstrate some very, very real things that these entities can do, um, when they are strong enough to actually, uh, when they're strong enough entities and they possess someone that, you know, a little girl, uh, you know, uh, a, a man who isn't mentally strong anymore. Um, you know, a woman who just lost her child. Um, all these different, different, um, people that are possessed that are, or that give in to these different entities to allow them to utilized for these evil acts and um in my book i talk about an evil spirit that my character meets that uh she wasn't really evil she just she had she was dying of cancer and wanted a couple more years with her at the time 16 year old daughter um and this demon said okay I will, I will heal your body so you have 10 years with your daughter. But when I tell you to, you're going to have to do it, do a job for me. Um, four years later, the, the demon came to her and told her that she had to stab this woman in the stomach and kill the child that was, um, in this woman's body. And she did. She walked up behind this woman and before she could turn around, stabbed her in the stomach, killing the baby and come to find out it was her daughter who was pregnant with, you know, the girl, the woman's grandchild. So this woman had to kill her grandchild. And that's the type of just mind games that these, these entities will play with these, these people who are desperate. Um, but because of this, you know, this deal to, you know, get a, get a few more years with her daughter, her soul now rots in hell and she, you know, also has to live with the rest of the time she's alive. The fact that she killed her own granddaughter, her grandson. Um, so there's a level of darkness to these, to these entities in general. Um, and then to talk about and to do movies like even the other um, Exorcist movies, they have a dark aura about them because you're talking about a very real, very dark and sinister thing. Um, and it's really difficult to do something like that and still have a humanity piece about it. Right. Yeah, so there are many, many different types of demons, many, many different theories of where they come from and what they're doing and how to handle them. The best advice is that you just don't. Um, basically, there, unless you're very confident or you there know, are like you know what you're doing. People out there that are actually trained to take and get rid of demons. Um, demonologists. Um, there are certain, um, men of religion that study in ways to actually rid people of demons. Exorcisms are a real thing. Um, do they have to be done by, you know, a Catholic priest? No. Um, there's a story about a Baptist pastor who had a woman break into their church um, and 
he had, you know, he had been studying different demonology things and, um, you know, how to rid people of this. And he was able to take and, um, help this woman get rid of this demon that was possessing her and causing her to do all these horrific things. Um, so there are people out there. If you find yourself in need of something, uh, uh, of someone to help, go to a church, reach out to a pastor. And a lot of pastors, there are pastors out there just like in any other job field. There are people of religion out there that will call you crazy and all this stuff that demons aren't real anymore, that, that this isn't real and this isn't real, but, but this is what you need to believe. And this is most, most, uh, men of religion, most women of religion and leadership roles will go, okay, if that's what you think is going on here, let's do some research. Let's look into it. Let's see what we can do to help. Um, right. Don't, 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 don't try to take these things on yourself. Um, I've had more people that I know lose their life. What? I said, preach it to yourself. I've, I've had a lot of friends and family and people that I know lose their life to trying to do that kind of stuff. Leave it to people who know what they're doing. Well, I think a lot of people get it in their head. Um, you know, you've got a negative entity. So what are you going to do? You're going to bring in the religious symbols. You're going to bring in the holy water, the amulets, the pendants, the freaking crosses. And I get that. If that is something that you follow and you are religiously sound and sound in your beliefs about it and you believe in it, like, I was actually having a conversation with my coworker about this and why a lot of people that try to cast out things, it doesn't actually work because the power is within your beliefs and what you, you know, priests that make holy water, they say a prayer over it and then, you know, hand it out. And people that use holy water, you'll see... Like, in the movies, you'll see the priest, like, sprinkle somebody with holy water and, like, their skin will start steaming or whatever. It's because in his heart, he believes that this water was made by God and blessed for him for this purpose. Right. It's the conviction. But the, the second the you start to waver, right. it kind of all goes downhill. So you can wear all the religious symbols that you want, but if you don't have faith in it... It's not just going to automatically, you can't just say, I have a cross, so I'm going chasing demons. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. Um, and, and another thing that I will touch on um, before we take off is there are a lot of people that believe that um, I I knew a guy who said that his abilities were heightened when he would smoke pot or, you know, drink a lot. So he would always go out looking for trouble and looking to help people when he was in these states. But when your mind is altered like that, it does make you an easier target. Not saying that everyone who, who you know, smokes pot or drinks is an easy target for evil things to happen or can't do stuff. But it does make you more susceptible. Your guard is down. Your inhibitions are right. down. Everything is down. So, yeah, especially if you're going to fight demons, don't be going and getting your high on or, you know, doing shooters in the parking lot of wherever you're investigating because it's just not going to go well for you. No, <laughs> not at all. That's how people almost die. <laughs> how people <laughs> die. Uh, yeah, so basically the advice is just don't. Basically, yeah. don't try this at home. Leave it to the professionals. And if you need to try it at home, uh, you better believe in what you're saying. <laughs> I 
I mean, I can I can walk like a duck, talk like a duck, but doesn't mean I'm a goddamn duck. <laughs> I mean, you could try like hell. I'll right. even give you some feathers. We can glue them, but it it isn't going to make it so. Right. Um, You're going to you know, quack a little differently because that's just not how you were built. <laughs> <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> I think somebody's tired. Quack, quack. Oh, Mindy, you're such a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Aren't we friends? Let me borrow that top. You're not <laughs> even wearing it. <laughs> oh, Are we actually... Did we... Cast or we just talking like goofballs on We're the just being goofballs now. We're just trying to make a... You know... <laughs> on that note... I'll either edit it or I won't. We'll see. <laughs> That's how you're going to end your podcast. You're talking about demons. You end your podcast with movie quotes. <laughs> That's not even a movie quote. That's a YouTube video quote. Kelly loves shoes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a great night. Keep yourself sane. Keep yourselves positive. Avoid Keep yourself sane. <laughs> Avoid demons at all costs. Uh, yeah, and remember, don't go chasing them. Remember, yeah, we don't talk about Bruno because Scotty doesn't know. I think Scotty does know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he's been. I think he's been trying to fuck with our uh, podcast all night. Well, goddamn it, Bruno! Can't we just be friends? Aren't we friends? Aren't we friends? <laughs> oh God! All right, guys. Until next time. Good night. Sleep tight. And um, yeah, oh. don't look for demons to fight. Real quick before we cut this, Heather. No. <laughs> for those who are have listened or uh for those who are following us listen back to the last podcast um i i've got to re-listen to it and get those times from you heather but uh message us and let us know if you guys hear anything unique in that last podcast we did yeah i think it was around 30 minutes or whatever it sounds like somebody is totally shushing me like a lot So, and I, we were just talking about like the war ghosts. So I'm like, I don't know why they don't want me talking about it, but okay. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it was about the time when I started saying, okay, there's something um going on here. I keep hearing things. So the, you know, the last podcast was about Gettysburg. In case they don't know, right? Well, yeah, I think it's bedtime. <laughs> All right. Later, guys. Later. Bye.